In the beginning comes the end. April in Redbud, Kentucky, brings to full bloom the trees that give our town its name. Pink blossoms against blue sky. Daffodils push up yellow and sassy. Lilies are still in stem, but boast lush promise. Tulips splash the yards, multicolored and fragile. Spring days are warm without summer's humid oppression. The time of renewal. Spring was my favorite season. Once. In the dark, just after 9.30, I drove away from the town's Methodist church, a white wooden building with a tall steeple. I was the last to leave Clara Ann Crenshaw's wedding shower, having stayed around to clean up. After all, I was the one who'd thrown the party for Clara. She had left a few minutes before, her car chock full of presents. The rest she'd left behind to pick up the following day. I locked them up in the church. Clara was twenty-two, vibrant, and in love with life. In love with Gerald Allen, too, who would become her husband in June. The church hall had been full of her friends, young and old. The rip of wrapping paper, laughter, and clink of forks against cake plates vibrated in the air. A true celebration. Clara wore her signature bright blue to match her sparkling eyes. Rosy-cheeked, she hugged me hard before she left. You're next, Delany, she whispered in my ear. Mrs. Andrew Bradshaw. I smiled. Andy had carried that look in his eye lately. I hoped I was reading him right. I was thirty-four already and so wanted to be his wife. Build my own real family, even though it would mean breaking up the pseudo-one I'd gathered around me. Folks in town just knew Andy and I would be married before the year was out. When you live in a town of twenty-five hundred, everyone assumes your business is theirs. I drove out of the church's parking lot and rolled down quiet Chester Avenue. Streetlights spilled over the tree-lined sidewalks, no one else in sight. Redbud always shuts itself up early. At Walton Street I went left, my house about a half mile away. One block over ran Main Street, the home of quaint shops and cafes. For a small town, Redbud had built quite a local reputation on its fancy-painted storefronts. Many from around the area came to browse through the town's shops and dine in its homey restaurants. Brewer approached, I turned onto it, and saw a shadow on the street. Faint, fleeting, until it materialized again and went still as if trying not to be seen. Washed pale by the umbra of a street lamp, it looked like a man's form, wearing a baseball cap, hands raised to his chest, legs apart as though ready to run. A chill needled my bones. I slowed the car, slid my gaze left toward the source of the shadow. He stood by a front yard bush as tall as he, backlit by the house's front porch light. I couldn't see his eyes, but I felt them lock onto me. A forever second ticked by. He swiveled and ran toward the back of the house, disappeared into the night. I braked to a stop, peered into the darkness, looking for him. He was gone. Was this a robber? We had so little crime in our town, but this man was too out of place, too raw. I was well acquainted with sudden trauma, knew the feel, 
the smell of it, and this wasn't right. Lights were on in the house, a form moving behind closed blinds. I didn't know who lived there, but maybe I should knock on their door, warn them. My eye caught some thing lying on the sidewalk three houses up. The chill inside me crackled to ice. For the longest moment, I could only stare at the object, how frighteningly familiar it looked. A silent scream racked my head. No, no, no! But deep within, I knew. Death had followed me. Heart rattling, I surged my car up close to the form. The wash of my headlights confirmed the knowledge born of my past. A body, crumpled on its side, facing away from the street. I veered to the curb and shoved my car into park, jumped out and threw myself on my knees beside the body, and recognized the bright blue shirt.